Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your cause upon Hey, Andrew. Hello, Edwin. I want to talk about one of my favorite songs. You One of your favorite songs? Yes. Yeah, what's that? The Battle Belongs to the Lord. Oh, man, that is a great song. I love that song. I love that song. Psalm 21 makes me think of that song. Reminds you of it? Yeah. So let's read Psalm 21. I'm going to read today from the New King James Version. All right. The king shall have joy in your strength, O Lord, and in your salvation how greatly shall he rejoice. You have given him his heart's desire and have not withheld the request of his lips. For you meet him with the blessings of goodness. You set a crown of pure gold upon his head. He asked life from you, and you gave it to him, length of days forever and ever. His glory is great in your salvation. Honor and majesty you have placed upon him, for you have made him most blessed forever. You have made him exceedingly glad with your presence. For the king trusts in the Lord, and through the mercy of the Most High he shall not be moved. Your hand will find all your enemies. Your right hand will find those who hate you. You shall make them as a fiery oven in the time of your anger. The Lord shall swallow them up in his wrath, and the fire shall devour them. Their offspring you shall destroy from the earth, and their descendants from among the sons of men. For they intended evil against you. They devised a plot which they are not able to perform. Therefore you will make them turn their back. You will make ready your arrows on your string toward their faces." Be exalted, O Lord, in your own strength. We will sing and praise your power. And this psalm reminds you of the battle belongs to the Lord? Absolutely, it does. I feel like you're saying that somewhat ironically, but yes, it does make me think of the battle belongs to the Lord because as we pointed out yesterday, Psalm 20 is this blessing. It's a pre-battle blessing. And as they're sending off the king to battle, they're calling God's blessings upon him of salvation, of victory, of life. They want to be able to sing songs of salvation when he comes back. And now the king, it seems, is coming back. Whether these two psalms were written around the same battle or not, the way they've been placed together in the psalms, it gives us this picture of the king going out to battle and now the king coming back victoriously from battle. Uh-huh. And giving credit to and the Lord. they give credit not to the king, mm-hmm. but to the Lord. It's yeah. not It's not David just, just, he's an amazing warrior. It's not David has all this skill and all this prowess. We know we won because our king was better than their king. No, no. We won because our God is bigger than their God, because our God is real and their God isn't. You know, to that point, David was so good to understand that, uh, to write things like this psalm, Mm -hmm. Uh, because when we look at his life, we know that he had particular renown and fame for being a great warrior. It was a a source of pain for King Saul that when David would come back from his campaigns and the people would sing all the praises, you know, and and say that he was such a better warrior and killed so many thousands more than, than King Saul. So, you know, for the people, it would be easy uh, particularly if you begin, uh, how do you say it, believing your own press, mm, right? Mm-hmm. If, if David starts listening to all the songs and thinking, yeah, I, I am the man. I did do all of this. 
But we have this tone in the Psalms of a recognition that that his strength was in the Lord and the Lord was working through him. And the people, as they are singing this about the king, are being reminded it's our real king is the Lord. Mm. And it's it's because the Lord was with our king that we yeah. won, which was what Psalm 20 was all about. We'll only win, Lord, if you go with our king. We will only win if you will fight this battle. Sure. We, our king will only survive if you bring him through. And now that it's done, we realize that none of that was manipulation. None of that was psychology. That was all believed and trusted. We see the faith. And now that it's done and the victory is there, the song hasn't changed. It's, you know, it's one thing when you hear people praying to God as they're going off to do something difficult. Mm-hmm. You can understand, oh, they have their doubts about their own strength. They, oh, my, the only thing I can do is rely on God. But then when the victory's won, what, what often happens with people is kind of a shift. Uh, you know, did you see how awesome I was? Yeah. You know, I mean, why was I ever, why did I ever doubt? I should have known it was going to work out. This kind of goes along with some of those lists of excuses against Thanksgiving that we mentioned in yesterday's conversation. That, That shift can take place. But what we have here is someone who is coming home, who's taking the armor off and is still saying, it's about the Lord. It's not about us. It's not about me. It's not about the king. It's not about the army. It's not about the horses and chariots. It's about our God. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and what a great joy there is to be found in that. Verse one, the king shall have joy in your strength, O Lord. I've got a friend who's working on a project right now about joy. And what does that look like? And what does that mean? And this verse has jumped off the page at me that there is a joy, a celebration, right? Uh, Uplifted heart in the strength of the Lord. And it's not, uh, you know, I enjoyed my strength and my prowess on this battlefield. But it was in this time of testing that I saw and can celebrate the strength and the victory of the Lord. That's interesting. That ties in together in the book of Nehemiah when they are having their, now I'm trying to remember, I think it was the tabernacles feast that they were having mm-hmm. and they read the law and people mm-hmm. were mourning because mm-hmm. they realized how they hadn't kept the law and the priest said no no today is a day of a joy today is a day of joy don't don't go off and mourn rather feast and rejoice and share with your brothers and sisters because the joy of the lord will be our strength, strength. and here the strength of the lord will be our joy, joy. what an interesting thing is that goes together i hope whoever your friend is that is working on a project on joy is listening and maybe this will make its way in there and it'll be something that'll impact him and help with that project. Listen, my friend is one of our regular listeners. (laughs) Good, good, good. He he, he probably needs all the help that he can get. He'll give us a little hat tip on that. Let me, let me roll back here just a little bit. Just a minute ago, you talked about that, that statement, Saul has slain his thousands and David his 10,000s as the, as the, the, the saintly women would praise their kings. And, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe they knew they were making Saul look bad against David or comparing David and letting him look better because of Saul not doing as much. I don't know what was in their mind. I know how Saul took it. Right. But all of that together causes me to say what this psalm demonstrates is that that they unnecessarily caused a little bit of angst and envy and jealousy and consternation between Saul and David. And then it makes me think about today. 
mm. between children of the Lord, mm-hmm. be- between preachers, between people with various abilities and opportunities, and how easy it is, I know for me, for me, it's easy to get caught up in the competition of how many Bible studies did somebody have this year? How did their sermon sound compared to mine? How many people were baptized in a particular congregation versus another congregation? And what this psalm reminds me is that whatever's going on in any congregation, whatever success any preacher is having, whatever whatever growth any Christian is going through, whatever opportunities we have— God is the one who's really to be credited for all of that. It's not us. And so if God is using one instrument and tool to produce a certain amount of output and another instrument or tool to, to produce a different amount of output, whichever one is more or greater or, quote, better or lesser, however we want to describe that, Really, all of it is about giving glory to God as opposed to the instruments that he uses to accomplish that. And if if I can remember that, Mm -hmm. a lot of the issues of pride, competition, all of that goes away. It's about God. That, that's one of the things this psalm demonstrates. Well, I mean, and that's so fantastic. Yesterday we were talking about what a message of thanksgiving comes through this psalm and the importance of that. Today we're keying in on humility, mm. you know, that the battle is for the Lord, the glory is for the Lord, it's not for the man, it's not for the king. And, uh, you know, kings want to take glory to themselves. Yeah, I, I think of the... I can't remember off the top of my head which Herod it was now, but when we were doing the Acts conversations, he's up there giving his speech, and the people are saying, oh, the voice, voice of, of a man. God. Or, yeah, the voice of a God, not a man. The voice of a God, not a man. And, oh, he believed it. Oh, he believed it. And the Lord struck him dead with worms. Mm. Okay, that that was a king that was believing his own press. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Caused him some problems. Uh, giving God the credit, I think— one of the things I also see from this is I think about personal spiritual victories. So I'm— fighting against a particular sin. Maybe there's something that I've recognized has a, still has a hold on my life, sure. and so I'm working on it. And the problem is, of course, whenever I'm working on a sin, it gets worse, mm. or at least it seems to. I'm not sure that it actually gets worse as much as now that I'm focused on it, I, I actually see how often it happens. Whereas paying more attention I'm paying because more you're, attention. you're trying very hard to, to resist the temptation. Yes. And, and so I be- and in a way that makes the temptation. I, you know, a great, great example with that every time and particularly about this time of year, you know, I'm going to get serious about my health and my eating. <laughs> it seems like there is a barrage of food commercials on television, <laughs> pop up ads for restaurants. And it's always steak with butter on top of it. Wonderful. You know, and, and, and it's, it's, ugh. it's actually always there. You're just noticing it more now when you are trying to push against it. That's probably true. And I think that's what happens with spiritual growth. But the thing I want to drill down on here is that as I gain victory, Mm -hmm. I, I can have one of two approaches. I can either, and I'm talking about real sin here. I'm talking about truly violating the will of God. I can not just lusting over steak, not just lusting over steak. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about, you know, really doing things that are against the will of the Lord. I got you. The that when I'm I'm pushing against that, when I have the victories, the moment comes up when I would have, I don't know, yelled at my wife, yelled at my kids, lied to my employer, um, gossiped with my friends, embezzled, (laughs) embezzled, you know, lusted over something on the Internet. I mean, whatever, whatever the thing is that I'm working on. And I'm victorious. Mm-hmm. 
And then another day goes by and I avoided the sin and another day goes by. I, I at that point now have one of two approaches I can take. One of the approaches is to turn to the Lord and basically say, hey, Lord, are you noticing, <clears throat> are you noticing what I'm doing for you? Mm. Are you noticing how hard I'm working at this? Are you noticing the victories that I'm winning on your behalf? That, that's one way I can approach that. The other way to approach it is the recognition that the victory belongs to the Lord. The battle belongs to the Lord. And in those moments, what I really need to be doing is coming to the Lord and saying, thank you, Lord, for what you've been doing for me. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. I'm, look, I'm not Instead saying— Instead of a source of pride, it's a source of joy in the Lord. Because here's strength. the power, here's strength. For his grace. And, and again, I, none of this means that I'm not involved. I'm not saying that no, I'm not making no. choices. I'm not saying that I'm not putting up the fight and that I'm, and I, I know I have to surrender to the Lord. Right. But the recognition that just as when David went out to face Goliath and just as when Joshua took their armies out to the battlefield— mm-hmm. We're taking up our bows and our swords, and we're standing in the fight, but God is the one who provides the strength that gives the victory. The battle belongs to the Lord, and that's there's two sides of that. There's the faith that allows me to walk out onto the battlefield because I know it belongs to the Lord. Then there's the acknowledgement and the thanksgiving and the credit that I give to the Lord— as I get off the battlefield mm-hmm. and and give him the thanks for it rather than expecting to receive the accolades myself as if I was the one that did the great work. Yeah. I appreciate so much. And I appreciate you talking about the uh, the the arrows and the slings and all of that because we're going to be talking about some of those things moving forward in this psalm as well. Yep. But probably we're out of time for today, and we're so glad that everyone could join us for this conversation. Please tell a friend about Text Talk. Uh, you can find us on all the different podcast platforms. Send us an email. Let us know what you're studying and learning about in the Word of God yourself. That email address is texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's have a word of prayer, Edwin. Almighty God, thank you. You are the victor. You are the one that gives us strength and grace for the battle. You train our arms to bend the bow of bronze. You are the one that defeats our enemies, and we know that we can step out of the boat. We know that we can step onto the battlefield. We know that we can take up arms to fight against sin, against the cosmic powers of darkness in this present world, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places, against Satan himself. And against the temptation that he hurls at us, we can step up to that fight because we know, Lord, you are fighting on our behalf. You are fighting with us, in us, through us. We are your instruments, and we thank you for the victory that you have given us. And we acknowledge you, and we give you the credit, Lord, because you deserve the glory for every victory and accomplishment that we have had. We lift you up, Lord. We praise your name. The battle does indeed belong to you. We thank you for loving us this much and loving us first. It's through your son, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. 
Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna! Christ is captain of the mighty throne!